0: Hey Raven, guess what? can it wait, I'm trying to hang up our new pride flag. I got some news, we're gonna be doing a live show at the Pittsburgh Cannabis Festival.
1: I, I know, we've been talking about it on the pod. Are you gonna help me hang this flag? I'm struggling to get it even.
0: We got some new information. That's nice,
1: now are you gonna help me or not?
0: The event's gonna be presented by Terrapin.
1: Honey, wait, Terrapin?
0: They got some really good strains.
1: I love their lemon G, it's really good for those stressful days.
0: Yeah, and their double bear stuff's really good too. I don't think I could have dealt with the food industry without their primal punch cartridge to help anxiety.
1: Well, what else is going on the day of the, the event?
0: The event hopes to highlight the all the utilities of cannabis, from medical use to industrial use of hemp, for things like plastics, paper, and even clothing, to bioremediation and sustainability. There are even educational presentations on the bud stage for things like using cannabis to help trauma from a biopsychological perspective, how some cannabis vapes are made from supercritical CO2 extraction and veteran advocacy, to name a few.
1: That's really cool, especially the veteran one since me and a lot of my family enlisted
0: in the military. But is it all going to be educational? No, there's going to be some fun with the advocacy to help normalize cannabis. Some bands are going to be playing, such as Truth and Rights, a Pittsburgh local reggae band, Sierra Sellers and Clara Kent, two R&B soul artists. And Manny's gonna open for Clara. There's also going to be a pop-up yoga class that people can join in on, guided by Yoga 6 from South Hills, as well as a midday meditation on the solar stage.
1: Wait, are there gonna be tables? And what about food? Isn't this a
0: festival? Of course there's gonna be tables and food trucks. There's gonna be a wide range of food trucks to satisfy all of your cravings. Tacos, Korean food, ice cream, and so much more. Plus, live glass blowing, different CBD boutiques, and glass shops, selling CBD bath bombs, edibles, lotions, oils, vapes, rolling papers, pipes, you name it. Even Curated Flame, the dope Pittsburgh glass shop, is the official cone sponsor, and we'll have some pre rolls for the first 50 people to show up to the event.
1: The glass blowing sounds really cool. Do you think they'll make something for me?
0: Of course. Who wouldn't want to see a one of a kind piece get made right in front of them?
1: I have some friends that would love to volunteer. How can they do it?
0: Very easily. All they have to do is email the event planners at info at com. It's a great way to build a space for the Pittsburgh Cannabis community.
1: Well, when and where is it so I can make sure I have it in my phone?
0: It's August 14th from noon to 5 p.m. at the Allegheny Commons Park Northside.
1: Awesome. Now, if you would, love, help me put this flag up. I can't feel my arms anymore.
0: This is Smoking Out the Closet. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Raven Greer.
1: Hi, my name is Raven. I use she, her pronouns.
0: Hi, I'm Alex. I use they, them pronouns. And
1: we'll go back to another episode of Smoking Smokin Out, Out the Closet.
0: Closet. How's it
1: going, guys? How's everybody doing today? How are you doing today, honey? I'm
0: doing really well. Yeah? Really well. I slept really well. I actually slept all night except for had a weird dream, but I slept all night and I woke up to my alarm on my day off and it was it was nice. Yeah, we both slept in. That was very well needed, nice little sleep in because we fell asleep at like ten thirty when we usually fall asleep to go to work, but then we get up at like six or seven, so that was sleeping in for us. It's like eight o'clock. Yeah, that was nice.
1: Um, so I guess we should just start with like the show intro thing that we do. Um so for those of you who are new are just joining us um hi we are welcome. we are a queer pot cast that talks about the cannabis and lgbt communities and everything in between and beyond so welcome welcome um so last week we were talking about oh i guess i was talking about was uh part of the reason why i did the solo episode was i screwed up my schedule which screwed up the recording schedule which that made me had to do a solo episode. So I'm sorry but for that. We
0: had so much fun at the Pittsburgh Pride Night. At... So,
1: do we want to talk about yes, that? Yes,
0: absolutely. Can we?
1: Yes, please. Because that was uh... okay. So, first off, um, I wanted to say that Pittsburgh is very, very supportive generally of the LGBTQIA community. Um, I have not received this much of a welcome just from an area I lived in ever
0: it's amazing, and I love it, and I love everything about it. I also briefly thought today, since we both have off, if we could find a Pride event to go to today. I can't remember what, like, the area's schedule is like, because I keep forgetting yeah. it's still June.
1: Yeah, and, like, there's also, like, boroughs of Pittsburgh that are putting on their little Pride parades and everything, too. still. So, so, like, it's really nice that, like, pretty much the entire Pittsburgh metropolitan area is throwing on Pride. Yeah. Um, now, I will say that... Um, that i am very happy that we went to that pirates game um it was
0: so much i had so much fun
1: so we made a day of it um we went downtown and walked around a bit um saw a lot of shops and everything still representing the pride flag even though the march was like weeks ago now
0: we walked around the cultural district and then we walked up and like sat at the fountain and just kind of chilled and watched people and like you know, took in the took in the sights. It was a really nice day. Like, it wasn't too hot or humid. And, like, the wind was blowing a little bit. You got a breeze going. It was really nice. That was a good
1: Pittsburgh day. We
0: walked a lot. We did. To the point where I have some blisters on my feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But, like, that was so much fun. I had such a good time. Yeah, the, uh, and the Pirates didn't win. But you know what? It was more about the experience of going there with you. This yeah. was our first Major League Baseball game. And... You were I had to surprisingly enough, I didn't have to explain as much as I thought I would. You seem to be getting the hang of things and like understanding stuff. And I was like, That's
1: because you borrowed MOB's the show. And you start from yeah, GameStop. You played the show. And I'm like, well, if I'm gonna get brought into like baseball.
0: Well now I kinda wanna play the show. Cause we I have the show for the PS4. It was twenty 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 twenty-one. Not the most recent one, yeah. no, twenty twenty, I think it was. Something like, we couldn't take in Yeah, GameStop.
1: But, like, you, I, I sat down and played it, and the reason why I sat down and played it is because I knew eventually we were going to go to a Pirates game, and I'm like, I need to kind of understand the rules and everything. He's in this litter box. Oh. I wanted to learn the basics and get a kind of good grasp so I didn't annoy you and you could enjoy You're watching like, the
0: hey, game. You like, hey, babe, hey, babe, hey. Also... MLB does an amazing job of like explaining things and like if you go in as like I don't know jack shit I've watched like three baseball games or if you're just like I like to watch it I really don't quite understand it it asks you like like your level of understanding and mm-hmm. you get to, you to figure out what's the best way to play for you and it's I don't know it's really fun I never thought I'd enjoy a sports game but I like MLB the show
1: but um so right,
0: game was so much fun though. it was it was a gorgeous night. I was kind of annoyed because they were working on the Roberto Clemente bridge, and that is the nearest bridge to the park, named for the player, Roberto Clemente, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they had it all tarped up, and I was like, man, that's generally one of the best parts about mm. sitting in that stadium is you see that view, and it's like, ha, ah, they have the bridge covered
1: I will say, though, for $35 a piece, I got some really good those seats. Those are
0: nice seats. For those of you who regularly go or in the Pittsburgh area, we were in Section 107, which was off to uh, right field of um, like first a, base.
1: Yeah, first base.
0: So we weren't quite behind that first baseline when we were up a little bit, but it was it was really nice.
1: Like, if, if we went a little lower, I would have um, seen probably some... Uh if it was a little lower, we probably would have seen like gotten more balls because we were like in double D. Um, so we we're a little underneath the second row of bleachers, like that like upper stands thing, we we're a little underneath it. But if I would have paid like maybe ten more bucks, um, we could have gotten lower and probably caught some of those balls they were throwing. Yeah, they over. were throwing
0: a lot of balls. Like the um the Giants team like San Francisco Giants the first baseman was always like just coming walking over to the thing and like pitching balls up into the into the crowd I've never seen that in any like minor league games and stuff so it's usually a hit you catch the flies
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah that was there were a couple of those pop flies that made it the whole way up into the nosebleeds yeah that was kind of cool I
1: think that that first fucking Pitch was a home run for the Giants. That
0: was fucking nuts. Okay. And then, like,
1: the one stand where we'll we'll put some of the pictures up on Instagram, like that, 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 where that bobblehead where we got the pictures of us Uh in front of, that's where they caught that home run. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) They were just getting food.
0: Yeah, they're just chilling, getting food. And there's like, oh shit, Paul. Like, it's so much more, it is very much about the experience of just being there and everything. And everyone's like, oh, why are you a Pirates fan? They're not even that good. Have you ever been to a Pirates game? It is so cool. Like, we play the freaking clips from the fucking movies on the big screen.
1: So huh. uh, if any of you watch the Pirates of the Caribbean see, uh, series, um, it's I don't know if it's just a knife inning thing or if they're like trailing behind. Um it was two and0 the entire game, but at the ninth uh the Pirates' turn in the ninth inning, which I think they were bottom of the ninth. Yeah,
0: we're bottom of the ninth
1: um they take the scene from Pirates 3 where Emma Swan uh, gets on Elizabeth in the movie. Yeah um gets on the the one rail of the Black Pearl. Because She's basically leading the armada at that point of pirates, and she goes, You know, the whole listen to me, listen to me, and like gives that whole speech, and then stops with hoist the colors. And then and,
0: everybody who has their Jolly Rogers in the freaking uh stands, and they have people that come out onto the field with the flags, yeah.
1: And um, there was one couple that had like a pride Jolly Roger, They're
0: gay pirates, it um, was amazing, rainbow pirates,
1: and Everybody in the crowd erupted, and I'm like, What the
0: fuck? And that just the sense of like community that that, those games bring, and just that's why you're a fan of Pirates. Yeah, long story short, that's why we're a fan of the Pirates. Even you know, they don't. I was talking to patients. We're like, yeah, they're not the greatest, but I went to the game and I had fun. Like yeah. he's like, well, I, that's all that matters then, you know.
1: I mean, I as growing up as a Liverpool fan, I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> with not rooting for a winning team. I mean, someone's gotta like the Lions and the Bengals. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it was really cool. I they asked me a survey of like what I thought, and I, you know, put my input as like, hey, have more LGBT nights than just Pride. The
0: beer's too fucking expensive. I did say T-tall that. Two Tall like, Boys a fucking Icy was like 28 fucking dollars. Which they were 14 not, bucks a piece.
1: That should not be like Disneyland, like Disney I World was talking Prices. To my, I
0: was talking to my co-worker. He's like, yeah, welcome to that park. And I'm like, god damn it.
1: It should not be like Disney World Prices. No,
0: I should not have to take out a small loan for my fucking beer at a Pirates game.
1: Right? Um,
0: Jeez, especially with gas the way it is.
1: Uh, but
0: um, I will know, say... Can I shout out that app real quick?
1: That be app?
0: The, no, the Spot the Spot Hero. Yeah, sure. Holy shit, the coolest thing. So if you live in a city, right, this is not a sponsor by any means, but I'm just going to shout them out because this is this fucking changes the game. I hated going downtown a lot because I can't find where to fucking park. And if you're sitting in traffic, you got to figure out where you're going when you can go or you're going to people who are pissed at you. And I'm like, shit, I don't know where I'm going to park. And... <clears throat> didn't have that issue when we went to the Renaissance because it just has a, the Renaissance yeah. Hotel has their parking lot across the street, and it's free for the people who stay at the hotel. It's a good thing about the hotel being, room being that expensive and kind of fancy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fancy enough that they could valet park if you so desired to pay for that. But anyway, I hated parking downtown. State College had ruined parking garages for me because they don't know how to make parking garages. They suck ass. Pittsburgh's parking garages are actually functional. There's this app called spot hero and you type in where we're going to be. So like for us, I was going to be at the pirates game and I typed in the address of PNC park and it says, here are your parking garages, right? How long do you think you're going to be? And it calculated the rates for every single parking garage in within told me how how far walking distance it was. And I was like, Holy shit, this is great. So all I had to do was I put my credit card in there. I hit start register like start uh, re- res- reservation. Mm-hmm. And it also held me a spot until I got there because I already paid for it so I just scan my barcode in the thing it lets me into the parking garage and I park and every time we need to go in the lobby you just scan the thing in the parking garage mm-hmm. and you can extend your time from your phone so you yeah. know, walk back to the parking garage and then walk back up it's amazing
1: it, it's nice. holy shit and like I I will say though too like it's just
0: the park is
1: nice It's just expensive, and, like, I put it in the survey, it's like, hey, don't need your beer to be that expensive. Half
0: dozen fucking deep-fried pierogies were nine bucks. I'm like, what? Yeah. I can buy a whole bag of pierogies at Walmart. Well, and and you're expecting to
1: pay a little extra, because it is a major league baseball park. And also,
0: the food is so fucking good, it's worth it. It's worth to go there just to eat and drink beer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I I still don't think the the pierogies make sense, you know what I mean? That, I'm okay with, but the fucking beer is what's getting me because that's like amusement park prices like big amusement park prices like yeah i shouldn't be expecting to pay that much you know but i also at the same time they probably do that to curb people getting drunk and having drunken fights
0: exactly if you raise the price of it people are less likely to buy shit and get smashed apparently you used to be able to bring coolers into the park
1: yeah that was a long time ago that
0: was a long time ago yeah well, my co and I were talking about it, but yeah, it was, that was a while ago you could bring your cooler in. So you could have your own IC and didn't have to fucking work. Can I please? Can, oh, God damn it. Can I bitch for a second? Sure. I hate this. So the pirate. I love pirates, right? I love Iron City. I'm wearing my Iron City fucking shirt right now. I love Iron City beer. And everybody goes, ew. I, shut up. I like Iron City.
1: It's too hoppy for me.
0: I like hoppy light beers because I weird personal fuck. Can't burp. So beer yeah, is really you can't heavy. Do, like, I can't and do stouts. even as much as I love fucking stouts. I can't do them. Um, I just love beer. Point blank, period. I love beer. Mm-hmm. Haven't had one I hadn't liked yet. But um, so why did the pirates partner with I C Light? Why did we have to partner with a light beer? What the hell is the with sports and light beer? It's, have you noticed that it's always fucking light beer?
1: Lower alcohol content.
0: <sighs> is that why?
1: I think so. I think it's because they're lower alcohol content.
0: Well, shit.
1: That's my guess. I don't know because it, it. It could
0: make sense because you don't want to be selling again too much alcohol at, a, at like a pirates game, and somebody gets pissed off, yeah, and all it like, takes is somebody elbowing somebody the wrong way, getting nachos, and you have a fist fight.
1: Yeah, because there's also like the whole like it's it's an athletic, so they're supposed to be like healthier options. So like light beers also lower calories.
0: The yeah, lower calories doesn't always mean healthier though. True.
1: But here, here's my thing, right? There were, on the way we walked in from the one entrance to our seats, there was like seven beer stations, including two express beer stations, right?
0: Where you basically, you go in, somebody looks at your ID, you get your beer, you set it on this thing that has a camera on it, tells you how much it is, and you stick your card in yeah. and you're
1: done. But there was only one cocktail station.
0: Yeah. There was one cocktail station in the whole park, I'm pretty sure. Unless there was another one in the third level, which I didn't want to go up that far. Or in,
1: the, like, the specialty, like, lounge areas, which yeah. some of those don't make sense because you're literally paying for a lounge area that's pretty much enclosed.
0: And you can't even, like, actually look at the game.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're watching, watching on, on the TV, TV playing pool. And I'm like, you're spending $100 plus just to spend time where I can go down to a bar downtown Pittsburgh, spend $20 to do the exact same fucking thing.
0: Exactly. Like, what the hell is the point?
1: I will say though they have a Pittsburgh local restaurants like they have a Fermandi Bros oh, restaurant there. Yes, they are, they Bros. have, I don't know, Quaker Steak and Loop is local, like where they originally started.
0: I think they did. I'm not. Don't quote me on it. But Quaker my,
1: Quaker, Quaker Steak, steak does some Pennsylvania. It
0: sounds very Pennsylvania. Because it Quaker. Quaker. Yeah, because we are the Quaker State. So. so I think Quaker Steak did start out here and it back. Okay, this is my frame of reference. Why this is this is why I'm saying it came from here because. Seven years ago when I went to college, the very first Quaker steak I saw was in Washington, Pennsylvania, which is north of here about 45 minutes. Because my friend went to W&J, Washington Jefferson College. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the very first Quaker steak I ever saw. And then I came to, like, moonish area and I started, like, looking around more and I came out to Robinson. And we had the, the one out here in Walmart. That one's always been there for, like... As long as I've been in Pittsburgh. Seven years, right? It's always been there. And then the one came over to State College. Because that one wasn't always there in State College.
1: Quaker Steak Lube Sharon Restaurant is located in Mercer County, Pennsylvania. And is the original one which opened March 1974. Right, like in, in Mercer a, County. In a vacant automobile service station.
0: I knew that part. That's why they have the, the whole thing with like their gas pumps and their old cars and stuff. Is because they just left all the shit on the walls when they moved out and he just moved in and was like, hey, cool. I didn't see in the water. just like, hey, cool, we're just gonna... God, we sat underneath the car, though, and I got paranoid when we were there. At uh, of looks
1: like it's 30 minutes, uh, on the other side of Butler. So, so it's that like... makes
0: sense that they were only out here for a little bit.
1: Yeah, so it's...
0: How be damn.
1: About, like, maybe an hour from us. How
0: be damn. Pittsburgh, you're so fucking cool. You got Primanti Brothers and you got... Quaker yeah, so steak you can literally get Quaker
1: Steak wings at a at Pirates, a Pirates game. game, and I it's didn't br- tell you. Didn't tell, me, tell me,
0: and now I'm when I go back without <laughs> you on the thirtieth. Yes, flip me the bird. Everybody can see. Um, but yeah, when I go back on the thirtieth, I'm getting myself some Quaker Steak wings because but i also I w- think i might be in one of those bougie boxes because it's from it's from work yeah like, okay speaking of which our job is taking us
1: so we work in the cannabis industry and a rival cannabis business uh is literally paying for us to go or our, our co- like our employees are paying for us to go watch a pirates game and we we talked because um, there was a Juneteenth uh, festival going on at the point in Pittsburgh while we were walking around before we went to the game.
0: oh yeah, we got to stop there too. That was so much-
1: and we talked to the folks at True Leaf um, that were there, and we were talking about how like there's this weird thing because we do work for rival businesses, but there is a camaraderie a little bit. I don't know in the higher levels like we're like all like the CEOs and everything, but at least on the bottom like
0: at the dispensary at level, at the
1: dispensary level there is this weird camaraderie between us where yes we are rival businesses but we want to see owlcat sorry finney your claw hurts um there is this rivalry but it's also like um camaraderie
0: because it's well, like hey we both are looking for the same goal like
1: yeah we want to see recreational mm-hmm. we want to see the you know patients get help you know, it, it it really doesn't matter who they go to, long as they're getting help. We actually talk. We we have sent people to other dispensaries because these dispensaries are selling like, well, I'll I'll use Rise. Rise is owned by GTI, which owns Rhythm. We will send people there because they have their house brand of Rhythm stuff that we haven't been getting from them. So if they're looking for something specific from a specific grow processor, we'll send them to those dispensaries and be like, look, this is the closest one. Here you go. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'd rather make sure you're getting the medicine and the help you need than getting money in my dispensary.
0: Yeah, I I feel that, honestly speaking of which i have been wanting to go to rice yeah yeah because
1: that rhythm pride pack the
0: pride battery with the strain bow cart it, obviously that bundle is going to be cheaper and a better deal at mm-hmm. the dispensary that owns it's, the house brand. yeah
1: um but my thing is so with the pirates game i'm wondering how it's going to be eventually down the road of like we go wreck if they're going to let people vape there or like i think you can vape nicotine there can't you
0: I don't... Allegheny County has very strict laws on tobacco use of any sort.
1: Even, Um, like, vaporization?
0: Yes, it's within 20... You cannot... You're not allowed legally to smoke within 20 feet of the opening of a building. Okay. So, everybody who smokes, technically, everyone who smokes downtown, like, they have signs on the... You'll see if you pay attention to, like, the restaurants. Some of them will say, this is private property, no smoking. And, um... People just standing out there fucking smoking anyway. They yeah. can, the, if the cops wanted to, they can nail them because it's on you're private property. You're
1: literally, like, <clears throat> anywhere downtown, you literally have to go away from downtown or be on a bridge to be fucking 20 feet away from any open building.
0: Exactly. Or standing in the middle of the fucking street sometimes, in the middle of like an intersection. Then you would be 20 feet away from everybody who has those signs on their buildings.
1: Even then, I feel like the only intersection is when you come off the Fort Duquesne Bridge... And then you're at that one port, like by where uh, the point is. That mm-hmm. is the only place or the point. Itself. Everywhere
0: at RMU, um, on each of the campuses building entrances, it says no smoking within 20 feet of this building entrance. But because is, that is, is a county. S- that is a county thing. That is the same reason why you get ID'd for energy drinks here. The same reason you get ID'd for, um, or you're supposed to be ID'd for energy drinks and um, lighters and shit like that.
2: Okay,
1: so. Maybe we can't do cannabis at PNC Park. Unless I, they're edibles.
0: Yeah. You might Ooh. be able to have edibles.
1: Oh, can you imagine if we, in this state, if we're allowed to sell edibles, like if that passes a, hey, can you imagine just PNC Park having a cannabis edible station? Oh my
0: goodness. That'd Dude, be that'd be
1: fucking nuts. That
0: would be crazy. That'd be nuts.
1: But yeah, um, going back to that survey thing I, I felt out. Yeah. Uh I did say add more pride like LGBT nights, not just make it like just for Pride Month, because I do see the good they're doing with it. Because Pittsburgh does a lot of good during Pride for the LGBT community. Like there's a lot of good seats that they partner with local Pittsburgh organizations that they will donate uh a quarter of the ticket, honestly, mm-hmm. looking at looking back at it. But they'll donate those proceeds to uh These organizations, they do 50-50 raffles, and all that money gets donated to these organizations. And they're
0: all local. They stay local within Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason. Why are you a fan of the Pirates? Because they do all this cool shit of, like, community give back, you know?
1: and even if it's a national organization, they're supporting the local chapter of that organization. And it's really cool, but I I was like, could we do more LGBT nights just not in Pride Month? Because it does seem kind of like a cash grab.
0: I mean, but they are giving. True, it, it I know. Seems I, that I know it seems that way, but I they know. are giving back.
1: I did note that in my. I was like, I gave them the the whole both sides of it. It's just yeah. like you know, it'd be really cool to see more of these.
0: Yeah, because and pick pick LGBTQ charities. Some other time, too. Yeah, like year-round. Have their 50-50s go to that one, one month or something. Yeah, like, it does or... have to be
1: every month. And, you know, just just a couple, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Or proceeds from, like, one game that week will go to this charity. Yeah. You know?
1: And continue donating to local organizations. That That's all I ask. That and the beer would not be so Yeah, the so expensive. expensive. They asked me when we left. And I said, I put the last, like, the last pitch. Because technically, we were getting up. hmm it was what was it? Two outs. I think it was two strikes and three balls. And that final we were getting up it was like, you know, it's a wash. There's no way they're gonna win. We get up, start walking, last pitch is thrown, boom, out, game over. I'm like, oh well, there I guess we tactically left at
0: the last pitch. Yeah, I don't know what. The timing was odd.
1: It really was. But I mean, for for staying till the end of the game. Getting out with everybody at the same time. We got out pretty easily. There wasn't a lot of traffic like you were expecting.
0: Also, can I note something? And I don't know if you have, will remember, because I know you said you've been to minor league games. I've
1: been to a minor a league minor game. game. I've been okay. to a One. Minor I don't,
0: Okay, so I'm not going to sure if you're even going to remember. There's a lot, I feel like a lot less announcing in an, a major league baseball game. There's a lot more announcing for minor league games.
1: Dude, I don't know. I was eight. Oof. Okay, It was like one of the first things me and my biological father did together was we went to a Newport News Tides game.
0: Well, since you went to a Pirates game, now we got to go to a Curve game because the Curve is the minor league affiliate for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So we need to go to the Altoona Curve now. And you can see an Altoona Curve minor league game.
1: Okay. Also, probably a lot of it is, since they're already in the major leagues, most people know who they are. Mm-hmm. The minor leagues are kind of announcing who they are to kind of help get them into the major leagues. Yeah. That's my guess. Also, there was a lot of fucking talking. I couldn't hear the announcer at certain parts of the game. I was looking at the Jumbotron.
0: And reading the captions And reading the captions, yeah. Yeah. I was doing that sometimes, too. Everybody was... Everybody's very talkative at yeah. that
1: game. Yeah, it was it was more of like a social gathering than I think of a sports fan thing, or a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, I felt like it was a little bit of both.
1: Because that older couple that was next to us was fucking just chatterboxing the entire fucking game. Jesus.
0: Then you had Chad and his white girlfriend beside you.
1: That's who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, that's who
0: you're talking about? Chad and his white girlfriend? Yeah, oh like the that, that
1: late, late 30s, early 40s single parents <sighs> that were on a date together.
0: Yeah. Fucking... I always say I only say white girlfriend because she was stereotypically fucking white girl. Yeah, like think of the fucking oh my god, the movie White Girls. Yes. Yeah, the movie White Girls. That was fucking her.
1: Um, I, I think the movie cynically called White Chicks, but yes,
0: White Chicks, White Girls, same same thing.
1: But um i like the 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 i think it was a mom and, and her college age kid yeah they were that in front, were of, us. In front of us cool they
0: were awesome we were all singing together too the whole game that was so Yeah, just, and like
1: i came back from going to the bathroom and getting like us like uh, i got a hot dog and you a pretzel
0: uh-huh
1: to surprise you
0: yeah uh, the, god the pretzel's so good it was huh.
1: and uh i got back down and she goes oh <gasps> There you are. I miss my singing buddy. Yeah.
0: She's like, Where'd my backup go? No. I was back here. I'm like, I don't know. I just, she went to the bathroom. I'm here. Let's help and sing.
1: But yeah, I never thought I would get that involved with the Pirates game or any like. Holy kid. Holy crap. Did we literally just spend 27 minutes talking, talking about, about the,
0: the pirates? pirates? After we did. But also, can I see that fucking kid beside me? Jesus. Oh, God. He kept
1: staring at you.
0: What? I don't know if he was, like, fascinated with me, if it was the piercings. I, my hair is grown out and needs fucking shaved and cut and dyed again. And probably,
1: like, the first queer person he's interacted with. Yeah. By the parents.
0: And we looked very gay with our rainbow shit and our... Kissing up balling each other mm-hmm. and everything. We were not quiet about it because it was Pride Night at the Pirates. <laughs> yeah.
1: I also liked that like you could see some older gays. There were some older
0: gays. There was a whole row of gays behind that family, too. Oh
1: shit. We should also
0: probably All of our talk, about, talk
1: about it. So um uh P Flag was there. Uh Key Bank was also there supporting LGBT communities. Um there was uh the AFSP org. Um, i think the american they were, foundation they
0: should, for suicide prevention yes thank yes.
1: you um they have like a lot of local stuff we volunteered for them so we should be getting emails of, like what we can do to help because i've been there you've been there we know a mm-hmm. lot of people that have been there we know people who lost from that yeah i've
0: lost someone from that so
1: um local organizations that are helping like with housing and homelessness the young adults and uh, teens who are, are pretty much forced out of their house. There's a lot of good organizations, and I kind of want to shout them out real quick. So uh, I'm grabbing my wallet, grab the business
0: cards.
1: Um, so there is the um, Allies for Health and Well Built uh, Well Being. Um, they support a lot of LGBT communities. Um, they're also for like hormone therapy advocacy. They're a really good group. Um, there was the P Flag group. There was Prasad lot of really good lgbt organizations that i'll put them in the in the show notes but it was it was really nice to see all of this and basically be hey this is really good and it, and it, it shows a lot of people who don't have a whole lot of interaction with the community saying like hey we are here we're you know we're good enough like a big enough voice that like we are doing good and we're not forgetting where we've been but we're trying to move forward, and it's really beautiful to see that in the city.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Like, the the, the allies, allies for Health, I remember seeing them whenever I was trying to look for our primary care physicians, and I found us a queer primary care physician, and it was so cool. And, like, Allies, like they said, they're not really accepting new patients right now, but if you do need a primary care physician, they will start accepting patients kind of soon here, mm-hmm. so...
1: Um, before we go to the, uh, on the say in history break, um, I will say coming up here in a second, we're going to go to our interview with Kadabra from smoke to smoke. Um, so we're actually going to sign off now. So once again, I'm Raven. I she her pronouns.
0: I'm Alex. I use they them pronouns. And we'll
1: see you guys later.
0: Bye-bye. Bye Bye. Bye.
1: back to another part of on this day in history today we're looking at june 21st starting in 1975 the texas gay conference was held in san antonio with approximately 125 gay men and lesbians in attendance it was sponsored by the texas gay task force and speakers included carolyn innes founder of gay nurses alliance and mary Jo reiser who fought for custody of her two sons. In 1983, White House officials met with gay activists to discuss the Reagan administration's poor response to the AIDS epidemic. In 1997, the first Women's National Basketball Association game is played, and lesbians were happy. Cheryl Swoops is the first lesbian player to come out in 2005. In 2000, in Scotland, Section 28 is repealed. It was the law that stated that homosexuality may not be taught in schools and that homosexual couples are not a pretend family. Also in 2000, Coca-Cola announced that it would extend spousal health care benefits to same-sex partners in the United States. Gay and lesbian employees effective January 1st of that year, and that it would consider extending the benefits to international workforces in almost 200 other countries as well. And in 2001, two gay male couples made history by publicly holding the first wedding, gay wedding in Cuba. Four local boys, Michael, Angel, Juanito, and Alejandro, ranging in ages from 17 to 22, exchanged symbolic vows before their family and friends at a neighborhood recreation, recreation center in one of the poorest sections of San Miguel de Pedron, a working-class suburb southeast of Havana. The wedding created such a stir in the neighborhood that some people climbed on their roofs to get a better view. It was, the first, it was a first in Cuba where there was no, pub, no organized gay community and no public pride celebrations. I know this week's uh, On This Day in History is a little shorter, and we're going very LGBT-heavy with Pride. Um, But I just want to make a note of that, and I will also want to make a note that uh, coming up in a minute is our interview with Kadabra from the Smoke to Smoke podcast. Now, we went with Anchor this time. Unfortunately, the only way we could interview Kadabra via Anchor was to do it through our phone, as Anchor does not have a desktop version available yet. Um, so the audio quality might not be the greatest, um, so I am going to warn uh, warn y'all about that. But without further ado, uh, this has been On This Day in History, and we'll go over to me and Alex's interview of Kadabra from Smoke to Smoke.
0: yeah so at the beginning of our podcast
1: uh we should probably introduce introduce them first
0: we probably should
1: (laughs) i'll edit this um so today we have a very special guest um our guest is kadabra from the smoke to smoke podcast um so kadabra would you want to explain um what your your podcast is about and what you do on there
2: uh yeah so uh Smoke to Smoke podcast is an educational uh but also I try to make it entertaining as well. We're a podcast that is about cannabis. All topics ranging from legislation to different strains, um even how to bake edibles was one of my most recent episodes. I try to cover a broad uh, a lot of different things to appeal to not only newer smokers but people who have been smoking for a while.
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome.
0: So at the beginning of our uh, episodes, we'd like to introduce ourselves with our names and our pronouns. So we figured we could do the same for all of our listeners.
2: All right. Well, my name is Kadabra. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. I am uh, gender fluid, so either pronouns really work for me. I'm not really too picky or particular about them. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Uh, so I guess in my question, um, when was the first time you consumed cannabis in any form?
2: Oh, uh, hmm. Well, it's been a minute, so I, I, the, I don't remember how long it's been exactly. I just remember it was like three in the morning at a Walmart because I was like wandering around. And then this guy was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, what's up? And then he gave me like just a, a free little dime baggie to try out. And I didn't know how to smoke it or really what to do with it. So I used YouTube, I got a general idea. I rolled it out of like, um I think I used one of those like um oil removal makeup um, papers. That's kind of like, it's like you can use it as a um, rolling paper, but you most likely should not. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, I, I don't think I got high the first time, but I was like, all right, I messed this up. I'm going to have to try it again. And I think it took me a couple more times to try it before um, I ended up enjoying it. It might have been, like, several months or even a year before I tried it again at that point.
1: Yeah, Alex likes to make fun of me because I never had, like, the experiences of, like, using an old soda can or, like, a bunch of, like, weird uh the the pipe
0: of just random metal bits that somebody welded together and it kind of looks like a pipe just made out of like nuts and bolts and the adapter to a propane tank like you have never had the the weird experiences or like the grav bongs with the two the water bottles like
2: (laughs) yeah i've smoked out of gatorade bottles um apples um I mean, I've smoked out of stuff, and I'm like, "Damn, am I finna die after I smoke, this? <laughs> so, smoke it? All righty. Um, what's
0: your favorite way to use cannabis today?
2: Hmm. Um. I mean, I really like smoking. Um. I like smoking blunts, but I got um a train bong. I usually call it the choo choo, but um, I got that. And I really like it because I don't have to use as much as I would in a blunt, but it's still very potent. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, this. Do you use ice in it at all? Because I've seen some people do that.
2: Um, mine in particular does not have a. It's shaped like a train, and there's no spot for um, ice. Okay. I, I have yeah no no place I could put it in at all.
1: Okay, so it's not okay, so it's fully shaped like a train. It's not like a like a the base is a train with like a, a, a tube on the top, right?
2: No, no, it's <laughs> the whole thing. Okay. is like it's got like a little bit of um a neck coming off of it, and then it's got the uh, down stem for the bowl itself. But that's all it's got. It's just train shape. Uh, hmm.
1: Um. Do you currently have a favorite strain?
2: Oh, um, let's see. My favorite strains that I have right now. Um, when I started the podcast, it was Queen Mother Goji. But lately, um, my favorite strain that I've tried was a new one that I came across called Corey's Rainbow Bridge. And it's got a higher potency than what I usually get. But um, it's very nice at, um putting me in a creative mood. But in higher doses, it's also good at uh, promoting sleep better because I believe it's got a little bit of CBN in there as well. I don't, don't quote me on that, but um, it, it's, it's, I got, it's got 26% THC, I think, maybe
1: 27%. That sounds really good. I, I, I'm going to try hunting that down and see if I can get that in this state. That
0: kind of makes me want to ask a question that's not on the sheet that we fine. talked about earlier, because we usually also talk about which strain we're smoking. And if you partook today, uh, which strain did you
2: use? Uh, today I was smoking. I smoked a little bit of that, but I mixed it with um, cherry pie as well. I like the cherry pie because it helps um, reducing the inflammation and a little bit of the stress that I feel from um, my back, my lower back and my shoulder from prior injuries I got from previous jobs that I've had. And I be- deal with those pains basically every day. Uh, it either sneaks up on me and it's like, ah shit, it's hurting real bad. Or it's just a dull ache that won't go away until I smoke. I like, feel that yeah.
0: I I have a prior knee injury and it's been it's been acting up the past few days. So I feel you there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's hot now, so I don't have to worry about it, but whenever it's really cold, I notice <laughs> that it just it locks up so bad. Yeah. Yeah, the winter's the winter's the worst.
1: It really is um how has cannabis affected your life
2: um well my cannabis story is it's changed over the years it started out where um I I would say cannabis had a very positive effect um when I was introduced to it but um I was not very responsible with my cannabis consumption so um it was making me like I was smoking, like, just random spots, not in a very safe space to where it was getting me very paranoid. Um, I wasn't really enjoying myself as much, and it put me in a bad spot, but once I took the time to, um, educate myself on cannabis, um, take a step back and really, um, understand the plant, understand the difference between sativa, indica, the different terpenes and how it affects my body, uh, I've been able to have a way more beneficial experience out of my cannabis use to where it's not really recreational any, anymore at all, although I do partake um, from time to time recreationally. It's mostly medicinal. All
0: right.
1: And, and you, you said you use it for, like, physical pain. Do you use any of your mental health? Hope as well, or is it just mostly more of the
2: the pain management? Well, it was prescribed for my mental health, but it also um, helps with my um, physical pain as well. Um, I mean, obviously, I've I've got a a variety of different things that it helps, like my stomach pain because I have problems um, trying to get food down. Sometimes my stomach just like it's in knots. And especially first thing in the morning, It was worse when I used to smoke cigarettes, but ever since I quit, it hasn't been as noticeable, even though it's still kind of there. But if I like snack on like an edible, or if I like take a few hits from a bowl, that helps for that. Back pain, mental health, um, headaches. Basically, I mean, there's a lot of medicinal benefits for it, and I feel like I'm benefiting from a lot of them. That's good. That's
0: amazing. Uh, we kind of touched on this, but uh, have you interacted with the LGBTQIA plus community, and are you yourself a member?, uh, you kind of we kind of touched on it earlier, but if you wanted to dive a little bit deeper.
2: Uh, yes, I'd say I'm way um, less in the LGBT community now than I was a few years ago, and that's because of a major move that I made across state lines where I used to live. Um, everybody was way more vocal about pride. There were a lot of pride events. Uh, throughout the year, they would do a lot of education, not just um for that, for just Pride Day, like throughout the month, throughout the year, they try to hype up and get people in the know about it. Uh, when I was in high school, I ran um, the GSA um, for a couple years. And through them, I worked on the um, gay prom that we did, we were able to we worked with a church nearby to get that set up there, and um, it was really fun doing that, and I, I really miss being able to engage with the community, and honestly, I'm a little bit fearful of it now, um, at least on as an internet aspect of it, because it's I noticed a lot of gatekeeping on the internet as opposed to um, in person, and where I live now, um, that's not really nobody's vocal about that it doesn't seem like that's something that's necessarily a safe thing to just be like happy pride and just like it seems like you're kind of outing somebody if you do something like that even if you personally know that they are part of the community
1: no that's very fair and we always advocate that like safety is your number one concern when it comes to like either the cannabis or the lgbt communities and like we want to make sure that everyone stays safe, even if that means kind of like hiding. Because unfortunately, yeah. there are the country that it's it's hard to be out
2: in, and it's sad. Yeah, it's just it definitely just. I want to spread that joy of letting people know that at, even if nobody else around them is happy, pride that I'm here. And I'm there, to, I'm there to support them and be a part of the uh, community as just to somebody to reach out to if they're not even about LGBT issues, but if they're having a rough day and just need somebody to talk to, I'm there. But it's hard to have those conversations here, so we don't. That's, that's
1: totally fair. Um, where you were living before, have you ever gone to any, like, any pride events before you moved?
2: Oh, I used to go to Pride events every year and um, Mama Cadabra, which I've talked about um, at least on the last episode that I recorded, she would, um, from time to time, help me. um, We would decorate t-shirts for it. She wouldn't go because of how her work hours were, but she always loved hearing just how happy that made me. And um, whenever i try organizing um, events um, partnered with Pride, um, through the um, high school that I went to usually it didn't I, I don't remember if I had one of them workouts work out smoothly um, just a matter of trying to get everybody in one in one space but um, yeah I, I used to go to them all the time it's <laughs> good definitely hey, uh, a little
1: sleigh follow-up have you ever been to New York City Pride
2: I do not travel a lot no <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. I I've, I've went once, and if you don't do well in crowds or you have like limited access to like manage to go through them, I would say not go, just because that's kind of like a logistical nightmare in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something to see to be actually able to go to this actual Stonewall Inn, even if it's not during Pride. It's a really cool thing to see how much of, like, of the history they try preserving in that building.
2: Oh wow yeah, that would be very interesting um I mean can uh, would there be a an like, um, opportunity for me to go and and appreciate it um, outside of the pride event because I know New York as it is is pretty crowded and that does make me kind of anxious <laughs> so
1: yeah I mean there's they're, they're always open there, the I think during the Obama administration made administration um they made that a National landmark. Um, sorry, our cat's coughing up right now.
0: He has <laughs> a hair borrow The poor thing. Um,
1: yeah. but it, he, Obama's administration made that a national landmark, so I do believe they are operational all year round. Um, and it's not just during Pride.
2: Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, yeah, I'll, I might try to make my way up there. Uh, times are tough right now. We're traveling, but it once the opportunity arises, that would be a place I like to go see. Definitely,
1: you know, like I—I I, I mean, especially gas
2: and everything. The way it is right oh yeah, now. <laughs> gas is. Oh my God, it's like um five dollars a gallon here. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah,
0: the the average for Pennsylvania is five hundred three right now
2: can't do it, but I have to start walking to places and it's not even like a close walk either. I have to plan out like three hours before I need to go to the place. Oof. No, I'm kidding. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 Alright, shifting gears uh, slightly, uh, what's cannabis like where you live?
2: Um, it depends on the area. Uh, where I'm at specifically, uh, the um, the age um, on average here is 65. So uh, I'm not 65, <laughs> and it's hard really um, trying to connect with that older community, especially when it comes to cannabis, because of how the rhetoric was when they grew up. Yeah. Um, that's not something I'm uh, really willing to push either, because outside of going to the dispensary and going downtown occasionally, I mostly just go to work, and um, I don't want to mix that with my work right now because I work at a corporation. I think that would get me in trouble.
1: <laughs> that That is totally fair. What's the dispensaries like, though, in your, in your, like your, your go-to dispensary? What's that, what is that like?
2: Oh, my go-to dispensary? Uh, I like talking about them. They're Sweet 443. They... Um, when, go, when I go into there, it's very um, laid back. The first time that you go in, they pair you with a bud tender that walks you through basically like a tour of the place, showing you the different products. They'll tell you their favorite products and try to get a better feel of if you're more of an indica fan, a sativa fan, and um, how long you've been smoking to see uh, what percentage range you should probably stick with uh, to start out with. And right.
1: um, hmm? I was just saying, all right, like that, like that's cool.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, and and they gave me like a bag of chips and a water bottle on um my first time, a, a lanyard, yeah, or, like, things. Um, and they have um, little pop up boops from time to time. Whenever they have, uh, like they had Method Man's weed come in to Cal, and so they came in and they were giving out um like. Um, lighters and different things like that so it's um it's it smells you can smell the weed before you even get in the parking lot like from a from down the street you know that you're getting close to it and um yeah I mean it's it's really it's laid back in there the first time I went I wasn't I wasn't familiar with how that was going to go so I was being real shady and not making eye contact but um, yeah, they're very laid back, very cool people. And it's like, um, it's in the mix of like a, a pharmacy and like, um, I want to say like a, like a CBD bar kind of like that's like, not like a, um, or a hookah bar kind of, yeah, like that. Yes. Nice. Nice.
1: Um, oh, uh, where you are currently living, is it uh, medical only or is it a recreational area?
2: Uh, it is medical only here.
0: Uh, kind of a piggyback, like follow up question, because I know in the state of Pennsylvania we're vaporization only for medical. Um, are you allowed to combust or is it also vaporization only?
2: Uh, yes, we are allowed to combust as well. They have um, not only the marijuana products, but we do have um, legal Delta 8 and Delta 9 in this state as well. And the Delta 9, not just the like, the standard thc but that's like the i think the when they derive it in a lab out of hemp to get like um, a whole bunch of concentrated um delta nine from from it to yeah so it's not actually from like marijuana it's from hemp. gotcha
0: um how is it how hard is it to actually get your
2: medical card where you live um, in person it's pretty hard because it's like there's no way to get the information on it. Nobody really talks about it. I spent about two years or so trying to find something that was within my price range because at first it was telling me that it was going to be just two hundred dollars to go see the person and um that was without um any guarantee of me getting the card or not at all. So um like it, it didn't tell like, it didn't give me like very um what what's the word I'm trying to say P- very precise instructions on like the qualifying conditions because at the time it just said that oh if you don't have exactly what's on this list you got to put in a petition with the state take 120 days for it to process and it still may or ne- may not work and you'd still have so I didn't want to do all that. Finally found it online when I talked to my insurance because they said although they don't cover it, they were able to help me um, um, find resources and compare the prices online. So I paid about, I think, $150 for um, the online consultation and the um, people online helped me with the application process as well and gave me different videos and just step-by-step processes on how to fill out the application and sending everything from start to finish until I got my card.
1: That's awesome that, like, your insurance still, like, well, they didn't cover it, mostly just probably because it's federally legal still, that they were actually willing to help you and point, the, point you in the right direction.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Like, I can't think of many insurance companies that would do something like that.
0: No, not really. No.
1: Um... Uh, What forms of cannabis are uh, legal to be sold in
2: your state? Uh, I'm not familiar with all of them. I know that, um, like, flour, um, the tinctures, um, like, the dab concentrates. Um, We've got, like, the rosin shots, which... I believe, are for dabbing. I'm not exactly sure what um, that is used for. Um, Yeah, I'm not um, super familiar with what all types of products are legal in the state. I just know that I can get flour, and since that's what I mainly use, I don't really concern myself with it, although I should. Understandable. Uh, It's totally fair. You know what works for you.
0: Uh, So... We definitely like to snack. I think one of our first episodes on this podcast was what we like to eat when we're high. Um, what's are some of your go-to snacks?
2: Hmm. Some of my go-to snacks when I'm high. Um. It depends. Like, sometimes if like if I'm in a savory mood, I'll go for like. Um. I found these vegan brioche bites, and they. Um. I'll eat those with hummus, and oh. like then I'll I'll and get maybe a little bit of like some chips in there i can i can go through like a whole stack of pringles like nobody's business so usually if i get those my husband has gotta hide them from me just to make sure (laughs) i don't eat them Uh, (laughs) because he'll catch me like i'll smoke and it'll be like three in the morning and he's like what is that fucking chewing noise get get away from over there (laughs) I have had
0: I have had nights like that. I'll crawl into bed with a bag of popcorn and Raven will just look at me like, what? And she'll just roll over and go back to bed. She wouldn't even say anything. She's just like, I don't want to know. Just I'm
1: too tired to share <laughs> Just don't get it in my hair. That's all I ask.
2: <laughs> if I'm going to try to snack on something because it's got a lot of crumbs, I get booted from the bed because he's like, nope, you're not going to get all that in the bed right now because you're just like... <laughs> But other snacks that I like, I'd say um, there's this Creamalicious brand of ice cream that's by a Black-owned business, and they've got, like, um, sweet potato pie ice cream that's got the, um, like, the crust in there, and the, like, it's got a sweet potato taste. I think it's got a little bit of the pieces in there as well that are just, it's it's nice. It's very... um, a nice soothing summertime treat. That sounds so good. Do so you know if they
1: make lactose-free like versions?
2: Yeah, no. It actually, it's got let's see, it's got four eggs in there, I think, and um, each each pint of it is a um, thousand sixty calories in total. I still
1: oh. really want to try it. So, we're both lactose intolerant, so we have to be very careful. Of like.
2: With our snacks, yeah, if they have a lot of dairy, we're going to have a bad time. But, oh, oh man, I'm going to have to get like, some Gas X or something. Like, it's worth it. <laughs> 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 um,
1: so, what made you want to start making a podcast?
2: Uh, well, I had been listening to a lot of different podcasts because my husband was. And usually if he's doing something, I try to piggyback off of what he's doing so I can do it better and find cooler stuff. And I've been hearing so many different um, ones that I heard an ad for Anchor and uh, Spreaker and I tried both of them. I, I lean more towards Anchor and I, um, I liked it because I was able to just, I record my closet. It's easy for me to record. And it was something that I feel like I can get into and still get the information that I want to share out there. Nice.
0: Um, one more kind of question. Um, what kind of stigmas are in your area around those people who, you know, use cannabis or in the LGBT community?
2: Um, mm, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. Here. I mean, cause it's like, People are very casual about um, their passive aggression towards you. Like, people are very friendly here, but it's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you should be ashamed. Kind of like in that type of tone. Like, oh, um, you're a bad person. You could be doing better stuff than just being lazy and smoking weed. Um, With the LGBT. um, Huh?
1: The bless your heart people.
2: Yeah, I just I'm like, I hope I don't smell like weed right now because I sometimes I'll get dirty looks and I'm like, oh, man, I'm not trying to deal with this right now. Like, don't interact with me. Don't interact with me, please. (laughs) (laughs) But um, as the LG, as far as LGBT, again, we don't really um, it's not really talked about a lot here. So there's not necessarily a stigma around it I guess well I guess there's enough of a stigma we don't talk about it but it's not like um direct shaming for it or anything at least not that I've experienced but again I'm I um I am perceived as a female because I'm I'm for the most part dressed like a female and carry myself as such and I'm married to a man so, I don't really encounter a lot of those problems that I would necessarily, um, as somebody that is a same sex couple, or um, if they are, um, more, more, you can actually perceive them as being LGBT based off of just visual stereotyping and stuff. Um, yeah. And, but what I do notice here is, um, my, uh, we are an interracial couple. So um, we get looks. We get, um, he gets comments like, oh, I didn't know you were into Black women. And it's just like, I, I get people that tell me like, like they, the, the default thing is like talking about Will Smith and um, just, hey, this was before everything that went down with him. I'm not even talking about that drama. They're just be like, "Hey, you like you, you kind of look like Will Smith," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> I just I heard it all, and it's it's so perplexing to me. But I've experienced that more here than I would say um, LGBT stigma. Geez. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. It's... I'm so sorry. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I've just been taking it day by day. I've been trying to. Um, take a step back and not try to get angry at the community for just somebody not really having a full understanding of how to interact with African American people.
1: That's totally fair. Um, We are getting towards the end. Um, Do you want to shout out um, where people can find you and where they can find your podcast?
2: Yes, of course. Okay. So um, I have smoke to smoke podcast. You can find me on, I believe Stitcher. Spotify, Anchor, uh, Amazon, Audible, uh, and Google Podcast. I'm not on Apple Podcast. I've been trying to get on there, but I don't have an Apple um, device. So that's the only way I can actually upload it to there. Stuck and working in progress on that. Um, I have a Instagram only right now, and I just got business cards. So I'm going to be trying to get those out there, too. But it is smoke to smoke underscore podcast. Um, you can follow me on there. Right now, it is mostly just me, Kadabra, but uh, my co-host, Abra, pops in from time to time. She's mostly just a more of a guest at this point that likes to stop by. But um, yeah, on the Instagram, you can catch um, Dabtionary posts where we just describe different um, uh, strains, not my. Well, we describe different um, different uh, topics and um, terms in the cannabis community just to get people more familiar with it. And usually, we try to tie those into the episodes. And then I've also got the anatomy of the strain post, which I have not been doing lately. I need to get back into that. But um, those just break down different strains. Um, that don't have a lot of controversy around them as far as the genetics, because I'm not about to start an argument on the internet about that. That's why I haven't done grand, Granddaddy Purple. But um, mm-hmm. for the most part, I've got strains on there. Talks about the genetics, the potency, um, whether it's an indica, leaning, or sativa. And um, the descriptions on there also talk about um, like some of the effects that medical patients tend to get when they try the strain. And that's all I got.
1: That's awesome. I mean, I, you definitely inspired me for like kind of breaking down what our, the stream we use on each episode with that. And I am so grateful because I never saw anyone do that. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And I thank you again for that.
2: Well, thank you. I'm so glad that I inspired you guys. When I saw your post on Instagram, that you guys did like kind of like an anatomy of the strain thing too. I was real excited. I was like, oh, now I'm going to start seeing a whole bunch of these. And then I get more <laughs> in the know about strains. Because like you guys got the terps on there as well, like the percentages of strangelets I don't have, which I thought was interesting yeah and and i will say
1: with a caveat like each batch is a little different it's just whatever batch i happen to have is what the the terpene profile is but it's generally around the same area each batch um oh. yeah they, they change a little but it's like less than a point percentage um that they change oh
2: okay okay Okay, so just it gives you like a general idea of around how much it's going to have in there and whether or not it's a dominant or more of a minor uh, cannabinoid or terpene within that particular strain.
1: Exactly. Like I've seen probably the biggest jump between two different batches was like 0.04. So like really, really small, minute changes in a lot of these batches. It just kind of depends on a lot of factors of the grow itself
2: okay okay cool cool sorry i'm kind of interviewing you guys on your podcast again good. (laughs) good.
1: um so i do want to thank you for being on our show yeah thank Um, you so much and thank you for for interviewing us um this has been really cool to you know interact with you since you know first found each other on instagram um for our listeners um this is actually a two-part episode thing um so we're the first part is going to be released after this but we started with on over on smoke to smoke um so go check that out i'll put a link in the show notes and definitely put a link to that specific episode in the show notes once it comes out
0: and we make sure to tag all of cadaver's things in the show notes as well for all of our listeners to go give them some love
2: um, Ooh, yeah, cool thanks guys
1: and thank you again we really do appreciate it we hope you know you come on again too. uh you know come on again on the show uh sorry i'm having a hard time saying that
0: words are hard it's okay
1: um, but you know, um and hopefully at one point we you know, probably you know have an experience working you know all chill in the same area and kind of just have a session together
2: that would be so cool yeah it'd be very cool if i can figure out a way to um get get out more and get to more of these cannabis fests um i will definitely try to link up with you guys and i will try to be on the show anytime you guys want to talk about something pick my brain over something i'd love to be back
1: all right oh well, greatly appreciate you being on the show and again this is uh cadabra from smoke to smoke
2: all right thank you so much guys Bye bye-bye, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs>